What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the awesome.com NFL strategy show presented by Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. First one of the week, week 14. Not a long way to go before we reach the postseason, but we've got an interesting one this week. Not nearly as much in that mid range as we talked about in many of the previous weeks, running back wide receiver. So this will be a, a very fun show to break down, a very fun slate to break down. I'm Dave Lochran. Doing it with me as always, Jordan Vanek at Jordan Vanek DFS and Ben Rasa at Jazzraz DFS. What's good, bro? Going on. Yeah, we are getting there. It's still crazy that they're they're still buys. Like I, I know. you know, obviously it's a little different this year, but we are we're in the home stretch yet. Some teams are still just getting their first week of rest. So excited to get into it. Different type of slate. You could tell right off the bat, even on a Tuesday, this is so much different than what we talked about last week. Yeah. And, and Jordan, that's exactly what I was alluding to at the top. Like you don't have the same value that we did. And I, you know, I spent like if Melvin Gordon plays, then you've got a question of what you're going to do with Javante Williams and Melvin, if he's out, that's going to open things up. Javante Williams just becomes mega chalk. But as it stands right now, like tight end, there's not a lot at the bottom at all. Even in the mid range, there's not a lot wide receiver value is scarce at best. And even quarterback this week doesn't offer the same value in mid-range as it did in previous weeks, particularly in week 13. So I'm actually looking forward to one like this where we actually have to find good plays instead of just close your eyes and point somewhere and, and land on a really good option. Yeah, and we have also some like recency bias. Like Patrick Mahomes and the Raiders just played in a Monday night game where Mahomes tore them up. But then Mahomes looks bad in the last or two games, I believe. And then you have Lamar Jackson against the Browns, which is another game that was played, what, two and a half weeks or three weeks ago? Like, we have a lot of these games that are matchups that have recently happened, which is just going to be an interesting slate, especially – I like these slates better than last week's where there was so much freaking scoring. I feel like this week will be a little bit more dumbed down in that regard. Lemons AMS. Welcome to Team Awesome, my brother. Glad to have you. Badger looks good. Huge beats. What's good, fella? Good to have. Oh, and uh, Steven, good morning, says I'm at work, sneaking in my knowledge, looking forward to this show. That's good stuff, man. I mean, listen, you're watching on a Tuesday, still sneaking in at work, risking that. I'm all about it. Hit that thumbs up if you haven't done so. Subscribe to the channel. Help us get to 70K if you like this. It's free content. We try and put out the best stuff uh, possible, the best stuff in the industry. At least that's my personal biased opinion. It only takes one quick second to hit that thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. You'll always know when things are going live, what's coming up next, be it football, basketball, whatever it is, PGA, you name it. And hey, if you want to join like Lemons did, hit that join below. You get the badges, the custom emojis, the free super chat every month, the shout outs, priority questions, all of that good stuff. So let's dive into this. And thank you in advance to all of you guys that come in and hit that like right away. It helps us a ton. I mean it. Otherwise, I wouldn't ask. All right, Ben, let me start it off with you here at quarterback. We go position by position, and that's what we do on the first look show. Just a cursory look at each one of these and see where we're going. Maybe some stacking options out of the gate. Alvin Kamara, if he plays, has the Jets. Uh, Austin Eckler looks like he should be good to go. Some bumps and bruises. Uh, according to Brandon Staley, but his price has come up considerably. Kamara hasn't played since like week nine. And then Joe Mixon got banged up and came back in that last one, had a down game despite having 19 carries. He has a tough home matchup against San Francisco. So Nick Chubb as well. I want to start with those and then we'll get to Leonard Fournette because I think it's a really interesting spot, especially after what we saw last night. Uh, yeah, so we're going to get to all that. Do you want to? And we can change. Uh, it up, I did it again. I did it again. <laughs> again. It's because the Yahoo <laughs> was, like, was in there. It, it's all right. I, I did it. It's it's the top stack show. We go running back, wide receiver, tight end. Then we do top stacks with quarterbacks. I should have seen from your facial expression and, and trying to. <laughs> next time, just stop me. I was. Well, you were you were on a he, nice run. You really laid it out nicely. You with said the, some great <laughs> things, dude. It was really good analysis <laughs> of the running backs. And we're going to get there. I'm going to dive into. The, you want me to dive into quarterbacks here? Because Yeah, wait. What a wasted setup. That I was. know, yeah. but they could clip it for social and no one will know the difference. It'll be like, yeah, oh, nice. they talk yeah what do we back. got at, at the top? I, I, let me just say, Josh Allen, throw yesterday's game out the window. We know they can't yeah. run the football. Absolutely. And, it, you know, Jordan kind of brought this up already. A lot of these guys we just like haven't seen on the main slate in a little while. You know, Mahomes, 
what a weird situation in Kansas City. The defense is like now championship caliber and the offense is back yeah. to being stalled out. I don't really know what to make of it, but certainly, uh, you know, weather permitting at home, Arrowhead against the Raiders, all of that looks good. You've got Brady versus Allen. I think Josh Allen right off the bat could be in a really nice bounce back spot. Everybody watched that game last night. Everybody saw it. Now, I, I think it's pretty easy to discard it, but if you are just playing that recency bias game, I mean, what do you expect? It was just a freak occurrence. And now he goes down to Tampa and, and against the team, you know, they're going to have to put up points. So last week I was pretty content with paying down at running back or at quarterback. Minshew popped up late in the week and that was salary relief if you wanted to go there. At first glance here, I want one of these 7K guys. They're the best players uh, at this position. And I think it's hard to fade them in most of my lineups. You know, yesterday's game, I tweeted the other day, like, do we ever have any good primetime games anymore? I know we had like Colts and Buff uh, and Baltimore and you had Pittsburgh and, and the Chargers, but those games weren't good until the fourth quarter. Yesterday, many people would look at that game and say it sucked. I love that stuff, man. I love those wonky, out of control, you know, once in a I, I mean, three pass attempts, Jordan, that's the type of game that. I just want to see what's going to happen next, whether a punt goes backwards or whether Mac Jones only attempts one in one pass on the entire night. That stuff is, is highly enjoyable to me. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be fun for like the end of the season talk with averages because they played that game, <laughs> like the receivers for the Patriots, that's going to count against them. So with Mac Jones, but with Josh Allen, it just, it impressed me to know that like, he's going to be, I'm going to treat him like it's Aaron Rodgers in the snow. Air, he like weather conditions as long as it's not like awful to the point where you can't even hold the football josh allen can throw against that win with no problem they just kept dropping passes dawson knox stefan diggs i i agree with ben to, i love allen this week i'm just interested to see the popularity um lamar 7400 against the browns is something that you hope it's just it's just been frustrating to see Lamar play hero ball as much and feels like he doesn't trust the offense to just take the negative play and come back the next or next drive. Like take the sack instead of trying to force it and throw the interception like he did. To, I believe it was Minka Fitzpatrick on the um, Mark Andrews touchdown. Should have been. Doesn't make sense either because he's got the best pass catchers that he's had ever. You know, when you consider how much better Marquise Brown has got, Mark Andrews is good. Bateman's become like a non-factor, but even Sammy Watkins is someone that you can get the ball. It is strange. I I'll tell you this much, though. The, the one spot that stands out to me, Ben, and I, I know that this is going to be – we talk about like Buffalo being a clear run funnel, and that's why I said we'll get to Leonard Fournette in a bit because I think Leonard Fournette could be in a great spot. But if everyone is going to Josh Allen and nobody wants anything to do with Tom Brady – that's, I mean, come on, man. The guy is just so good. Tredavious White is out. That is a huge loss. You can't look at, yes, Buffalo's a run funnel defense. I get that, right? But yesterday, did it, yesterday's a throwaway. The, the, the Patriots ran on 94% of their plays. Until the fourth quarter, Mac Jones had one pass. But I, I guess when I look at it, like, is Brady just good enough, especially with Tredavious White out for the year with that torn ACL, to, if he comes in at low ownership, be one of the best contrarian top-end quarterbacks on the slate? So, I mean, there's no doubt. I don't know if that's going to happen in terms of how popular he's going to be or not popular, I should say, because it's ridiculous. The thing about it doesn't matter if Buffalo's a run funnel to me. Tampa's not going to chameleon their offense to become run heavy against them. Right. Tom Brady throws the ball immensely you know they're throwing it upwards of two-thirds of the time he had 20 pass attempts in the first quarter last week he threw the ball 51 times in a game against Atlanta that was close but it wasn't like they were trailing and they needed to come back they just threw the ball 51 times in a basically neutral game script uh that type of volume it's hard to replicate you have great stacking options I mean we've how many times is it's so I mean obviously people are doing it but you know Sunday the dust settles and you look back and you're just like why didn't I just stack Brady Gronk Godwin and then run it back with like gate. It's so obvious, like in a dome, it's, it's such a Tampa provides that week in and week out. And this week seems like once again, uh, a very, very logical option. For sure. Second lowest uh, game script adjusted run play percentage in the league, which is you know amazing because they play with the lead all the time. 
that tool is free too at Awesomeo. It's an awesome tool. It's under the NFL Advanced Stats Game Script Adjusted Rush Play Percentage. It's the Rams, and then it's Tampa at thirty-five percent. So, like you said, almost two-thirds of the time they're throwing the football this season. You're right. But some people get weird about that. Oh, they're a run funnel. For all you know, Fournette becomes real chalky, and then it ends up being Brady and company that aren't as popular. And and they don't have to be like maybe Brady seven percent, you know, and Godwin and Evans are like ten and eleven percent. I still think that's low enough in a game with a fifty-two point total where they have a high implied total again uh, to look that way. What what about this mid range, Jordan, with Dak and Russell Wilson looking a little bit better? I don't really know what else I would want to get to there outside of those. And even Russell Wilson still scares me. Yeah, I mean, with Joe Burrow breaking his pinky, like the 6K range now becomes a little bit wonky where Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, it, it feels like they should just be so much better than they have been. There's just so many little plays that they're missing on that just hasn't happened. And Washington, as bad as they've been on the year, it's crazy that since they've lost Chase Young, they've been one of the top defenses in football. It's not something that's supposed to make sense there. Uh, they've been phenomenal. They were great against Derek Carr last week. They were great against Brady. I feel like, for me, I prefer Russ over Dak, even though he's been awful to watch. His like totals haven't been as bad as I feel like they should have been. <laughs> like He's been someone that's been getting there with the touchdowns and just little plays that have gone for – big numbers and someone that against Houston, it feels like that get right spot with Russ. Ben. So, yeah, I mean, we saw last week that uh, obviously Wilson, there's still something there. It's still been frustrating. And, and even though you look and it's like, man, 30 for 37, I would expect more than 17 to 18 DraftKings points. Like it didn't yeah. really fully come together. Now that could be a good thing in the sense if you want to buy here, because he would have exploded last week against San Francisco, we might have led the show with, you know, Russ and Lockett and Metcalf and whatnot. And I don't think that's going to be the case. So I get it. Obviously, no weather issues. And that becomes more and more important each and every week. Not my favorite. But you know, again, when we're talking about tournament winning upside, uh, we've seen Seattle for years, uh, unlock that they've got alphas on the outside, and they do have Russ Wilson. What do you think about value, Ben? I, I think it's it's heinous for the most part. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You know, this is why week to week it can change. Last week we talked about like Carr and Taylor Heineke and then Minshew came up and, and I was pretty comfortable with some of those pay down options. I, I'm not like Matt Ryan, Heineke, Bridgewater. I, I don't see it. I mean, of course, can you play them? Yeah, but to me, there's just not a lot of great pay down options. And I think that, you know, the first five or six quarterbacks uh, or where I'm going to be landing more often than not. Jordan? Yeah, I feel the pretty, pretty similar way that uh, Ben feels. I, I think the only quarterback that I would kind of consider is Bridgewater against Detroit. I mean, they still have the worst pass defense in football, and Denver has the playmakers to do it. It's just obviously Teddy Bridgewater we're asking for, and they could obviously just go into a heavy run game and just win the football game that way. Um that's probably the only player that I would note for myself. Not Cam, huh? No, I'm okay. <laughs> I mean, I will say Matt Rule fired Brady because he refused to run the ball. So against Atlanta, that's cool. I just, I don't, that offense is so, so frustrating to watch, especially with no McCaffrey now. It's bad. It's, it's absolutely bad. Unless you just start running Cam Newton 13 times a game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have a lot of interest in getting there either. I mean, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo against Cincinnati. That secondary has looked awful lately, but yeah, I have some real reservations here. And honestly, I, there, I don't really know. I, I'm really not certain what, where the best value on this slate is going to come from. I'm not just talking about quarterback either. I'm talking about across the board. I mean, we're going to jump into that right now. And you'll see what I mean. But first, shout out to our sponsor, Yahoo Fantasy. If you haven't played there yet, all you got to do is click the link in the description or the one that our producer, Tyler Zander, is about to throw in the chat right now. And you will get a free month of Awesome O Plus Platinum, $90 value. Football, bas or, uh, basketball, hockey, PGA, MMA, esports. If they have contests out there, we have content. And we have all of the tools you need to be successful on Yahoo as well. Like I said, ownership and and top stacks and projections, all of that for Yahoo is on the site. Use the link, 
sign up and deposit $10 or more. If you want to do more, that's fine. All it has to be is $10. That's it. Using the link. Enter a paid contest. After you do, they will email us and give us your email, which we will then hook you up with the free month of Awesome O Plus. You got the premium Discord as well. Uh, office hours with the pros taking your questions, helping you become a better player. I shouldn't even need to sell you on this. It's totally free. But like I said, all of the tools, ownership, pl pl projections, top stack, boom, bust, lineup builder. If you want to get the fantasy cruncher add-on for a month, you can do that as well. Uh, all of our tools built by Osmo himself, number one ranked player out there. Uh, and as you'll see with the Osmo Hall of Fame segment shortly, we've had some monster winners lately using these tools. And a lot of them have signed up through Yahoo to get the free month. So take advantage of this. It won't be around forever. Just use the link, deposit $10 or more, and they will hit us up. You'll get your free month. We'll email you back $90 value. Take advantage of that. And some awesome contests over there. Lowest management fees, other places call it rake. Uh, you're going to find like minus 25% on the million dollar baller for NFL. You will not find that anywhere else. Guaranteed overlay on a lot of these contests, like $200,000 overlay. Um, again, there, there's not much to, to sell you on here. It's just something to take advantage of if you haven't, because it's free. They also give you $10 back in credits. So it's literally free. Well, you get $90 in value. So check it out. Yahoo. Use the link. Get your free month. Of awesome. Month. All right, Jordan running back. I won't spend time setting it up outside of Eckler's pretty expensive. If Kamara plays, he has the jets Mixon got hurt. He's got San Francisco and then you've got Nick Chubb. I want to start with those guys. We'll get into Fournette afterwards. Yeah, I mean, Kamara's injury news, I feel like he almost gave it a go this past week against Dallas, but they decided to hold him, hold him out. If he's playing, depending on how popular he's going to be is where I'm leaning, because obviously that Jets matchup, I'm not trusting Mixon this week. He's just one of those guys that once he skits that little injury, it feels like it just kind of piles on and he doesn't perform that well. Um, they're going to be committing to that running game, so there's just obviously positive news. And maybe I'll go there, but the top of the running back position doesn't feel this uh, like safe with the injuries they're dealing with. I think Nick Chubb coming off of the bye week and just all the players Baltimore has just lost in recent weeks feel like that's going to come pile on. And Nick Chubb's in a spot where he can kind of break the running back slate because there just isn't that type of value this weekend. Interesting. Okay. I'm I'm a sucker for Alvin Kamara here, Ben. If if he ends up playing. And one of the, the crazy things is they're not a good team, but they're also not entirely out of the playoff race. Like they're still, they're five and seven. They're at the bottom of their division. Okay. With two other teams at five and seven and the bucks at nine and three, but they're still technically in the hunt. If Kamara plays, I don't really see how he's not going to get involved heavily. And let me throw, let me throw another wrinkle into this. You've got, you ever heard of mallet finger? No. Taysom Hill has mallet finger. Okay. The, the, the dreaded mallet yeah. finger. I, I didn't know what it was until the other day either. We've seen quarterbacks struggle to throw the football with, with their fingers dinged up, be it Wilson or whoever else. Taysom Hill got picked off four times last game, was clearly bothered by it. If Kamara comes back, I think he has an insanely big workload against the Jets whose offense is, is as bad as anybody. So that's, yeah, I mean, Kamara, obviously, historically, with Taysom Hill, it hasn't been great. Um, look, <laughs> mallet finger on the screen. There you go. That's a that's, solid job by Tyler. Zay. Yeah, real good work there. He is nice honest today. Um, that doesn't look good. Yeah, I mean, listen, Kamara, oh. he's had a long time. That was a Thursday game. You would You would think, if he's not good to go this week, I – almost wonder will we even see him going forward because they could be out of it sooner rather than later but I get it but overall honestly you know the top 10 running backs in salary six of them are sporting Q tags and one of them's Derrick Henry who is beyond a Q tag of course so there's a lot of guys banged up it does make it tough to justify and some of the other guys Zeke and Nick Chubb and Cordero Patterson I don't feel great so you know I, I try to keep an open mind and not just say well, I like the top of every position. I think for running back, this is where I'm going to try to save some salaries because I'm so hell bent on getting the top quarterbacks of the week. Fournette's got to be popular in this spot, though, yeah. right? I mean, Buffalo's run defense. Buffalo's run defense has been tormented by opposing run games. 
and we saw it on an island game. Like everyone's takeaway last right. night was how can you not stop them when you know they're going to run it? Yeah. Yeah. They've allowed 200 plus rushing yards in two of their last three games against New Orleans. It was Tony Jones. Throw that out the window. The Jets, it was, you know, I don't even, I, maybe it was still Carter, but they got th that game was never competitive. They played, look at these games of Jordan Jacksonville. I, the Bills have faced some bad teams with some really bad run games. And I think that masked their inability to actually stop the run. And now we're beginning to see that even yesterday, even if the Patriots ran 25 times, they still would have been successful on the ground. The thing is though, like Ben pointed out, do we really think that they're just gonna, that the, the bucks are really just going to be like, well, you know what? And Benny Levine said, I'm going to start using chameleon as a verb now after Ben did. Uh, do we really think they're just going to chameleon themselves and uh, camouflage? Actually, I don't even know if that works in this context, to be honest with you. I mean, with Brady and the Bucks, like it's it's about winning for him. He doesn't really care how they win. He doesn't care if he's handing the ball, throwing the ball to Fournette out of the backfield, throwing it downfield. I think they're going to obviously give Fournette a big workload but if you're telling me that the Bills are going to fall for play action because they can't stop the run, that's where Brady's going to make his money in this game. I mean, I know the Bills haven't faced that many uh, good rush offenses. They also really haven't faced that many quarterbacks that will light you up like Brady. And again, I think if you're getting Brady, that's, you know, not really popular. I think it's perfect. Uh, that's the game. Like you look at their schedule, they play Jacoby Brissett. Mike White, I mean, Mahomes threw for 270, two touchdowns at 61 yards rushing. They played Tannehill, Heineke, uh, Simeon. Like, we have no idea the how great this Bills defense is because they've really just dominated bad teams all year long. Exactly. And now you're starting to face some decent teams and, and they look bad. Matt says they only gave up one rushing touchdown on 99% of carries, though, too, no? Uh, 94%, but yeah, uh, yes, but they were also, I mean, Ben, they were running on third and 17 in the red zone. Like they, they yeah, you can't take, I mean, they, last they, night was just, <laughs> they did a QB sneak on third and five <laughs> and almost got it. And it worked. It Bill Belichick's a mastermind. I love that guy. Yeah. yeah. I, I see what you're saying, Matt. Was it, was it McDaniels though? Or was it Belichick? I mean, McDaniels and Bill probably just went probably in both game. of them. Yeah. Little, yeah. Meeting of the minds. I, I, mean, I see what you're saying though, Matt, but like you can't, you're not, you're, when you literally do not throw the ball, even at, on third and five at the seven, it, you know, that that's, it's a little different, but at the same time, they, they still racked up well over 200 rushing yards when the bills knew they were going to run. And I know one was a big Damian Harris play, but Damian Harris had a couple big runs and then he pulled his hammy and then Stevenson had some nice runs. Either way, I'm not afraid of this run defense. All I'm saying is that if Fournette ends up being super chalky, it still wouldn't shock me if he only gets like 15 carries. But at the same time, Ben, one more thing on him. His target counts have been absolutely ridiculous lately. Since week 10 over the last four games, he has nine, six, eight, and eight targets. Yeah, I mean, they, he makes up for lack of rushing attempts with the more valuable targets. And he's obviously... I mean, the last couple of weeks, he's been just absolutely unbelievable. And certainly he can fit in. And we've known this, but last week you saw it. He obviously can be part of a Brady stack if you want to be different. He, he's shown that he can do that. And you're consolidating basically all the offense then on a team that is one of the highest scoring teams week in and week out. So Fournette's going to be very, very popular, but he makes a lot of sense, of course. He gets red zone targets, too. He gets everything. Like, he <laughs> – he, this is the Leonard Fournette. I mean, coming out of LSU, it was like, this is an absolute unstoppable yeah. guy. And he's kind of showing that he is that guy. I mean, I will note with Fournette on this, he, I mean, this is per sports info solutions here. He has third, he has the most targets on this team against the cover two. So when you play two safeties back, Brady's just giving it to him more often than Mike Evans, Godwin, Gronk, it doesn't matter who's on this team. The Bills keep two safeties back. You'll get a lot of Fournette targets. Yeah, he's going to be popular. I do like him, too. I'm not saying I don't like Leonard Fournette. I'm just saying that 
maybe that'll take away from a little bit of this Brady stack and that'll be interesting, but 17% target share since week seven, which is when uh, Antonio Brown missed his first game. Well, not his first game, but his first game after returning. So I like it. I, I think too, Ben, the mid range gets a little odd. You've got Cordero, Cordero Patterson. His target share has come down significantly lately in the passing game. Not to say he can't still put up decent numbers, uh, Eli Mitchell's in concussion protocol. We'll see if it ends up being Jeff Wilson or Jamichael Hasty or Eli Mitchell. If he plays, I think he's fine. His his volume has been absurd. Okay, so I'm go- I have to go here. Antonio Gibson versus Dallas is a good one, but I might have to look at Saquon Barkley this week if he goes completely overlooked. Awful run defense in the Chargers, but they're huge favorites. The question is, do they continue to just feed Barkley with checkdowns like they did in his rookie year where he learned how to make stuff of them and ended up having some big games because he was getting 10, 11 targets every week playing from behind? It's hard not to. I mean, it's it hasn't been good, but you can see maybe why. I think people may go there. I know it hasn't been good, but just the targets are there. And you're getting a Chargers defense that has been a little better against the run, but overall, they're still a unit that struggled all year, and they seem content to do that. So the problem with the Giants, of course, is you're vying for maybe a touchdown to divvy up. Like, it's very hard for for Saquon to tap into that, but he has shown that he can be effective. And you mentioned what they were doing with him when he was fully healthy in that rookie. Like, he was getting a a ridiculous amount of of dump-offs, and we could see that here the price is right. I'm going to play him. I played him a little last week and it didn't work again, but it was, it felt like it was pretty close just given the workload. I'm probably, yeah, right. What did he have? Nine targets? Was it he had nine targets and 11 carries? Like that's pretty reasonable to think that he can make, uh, you know, return very solid value at flat six. If you're going to give me that same type of volume. I think so. And Gibson had 23 carries and six targets. I don't know if McKissick comes back dealing with that neck, but in the event that he's still out, Antonio Gibson becomes once again a fantastic option with massive volume at home in a game that has a what's the spread on this? It can't be it can't be much. Four points. They're four point dogs. Forty eight and a half point total. That this is where I might be looking a lot this week, Jordan. But we'll see where ownership plays out. Yeah, I mean ownership is going to be like dictating obviously a lot of how we feel about these weeks. With Kenyon Drake going down. 6,200 for Josh Jacobs. He ran around on like 73% of dropbacks last week. If Jalen Richard misses again, I think volume could be there for Jacobs. I know they're playing the Chiefs who have been phenomenal on defense, but he did get five targets in their first matchup. If they find a way to get in the red zone, they have ran the ball with him a ton. Like, I don't mind going Jacobs if the popularity goes down to Barkley and Gibson. I don't think that's crazy at all. He's coming off a nine-target game. Yeah, you're going to rely on him for PPR because he hasn't really done a ton with the opportunities he's had in the passing game this year, but he is catching most of them, right? 39 of 45. I have no problem with that at all. Uh, If you get like six targets or seven targets and he catches six of them, that's a touchdown right there, really. Yeah, I mean, he had seven targets the first time they played the Chiefs. Like. It's definitely something that I think you could get to. But other than that, again, another range of uh, outcomes where it's like, ah, (laughs) it's just ugly down here. Jordan, what are you doing with Javante Williams if Gordon is in or Gordon is out? Because they say you can't lose your job due to injury. I disagree. I think Melvin Gordon, I don't think Melvin Gordon loses his job. I'm not saying that. I do, however, think that this could be the time of year where Javante Williams' workload starts to ramp up. And you start to see more of like a 60-40 split in his favor than a 50-50 or even like 55-45 Gordon, which we saw before. Yeah, I mean, with Melvin Gordon playing, if he gets extremely popular just because like the way that people tweet about him and all the crazy stuff I've seen from him, I'll probably be staying away. But with Melvin Gordon, if Melvin Gordon is out again, I don't see a real like this is a chalk I don't want to eat. Like this is, I'll find a way to get unique elsewhere against the Lions. He is catches the ball out of the backfield. He's one of the better. He breaks a ton of tackles. The Lions give up a ton of rushing or RB points. I think if Melvin Gordon plays, though, 
I'll have interest in Chuba Hubbard against Atlanta. With the comments Matt Rule's made about basically wanting to move this team and do a run first team, at 5,900, I could see Chuba getting the 20, 22 carry workload that is needed to pay off the what you expect of him and a direct pivot off of Javante and DraftKings. What about you, Ben? Yeah, certainly I think Chuba would be the – you know, I'm going to pivot. I'm going to be different. I'm going to be, because we just don't know, um, you know, Javante Williams, we, we certainly know if, if he sets up, I think he, he should be the highest owned player on the entire slate. I don't it, see how he, with what we know right now, like no other pop-up injuries throughout the week. I don't know how he wouldn't be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and I don't know why, of course, if you're building a portfolio of lineups, you know, you can do a lot of different things, but he is as, I mean, there, there is nothing besides he's going to be very popular to say in the negative for him. He's fantastic. He can catch the ball, everything you guys already talked about. So from Josh Jacobs to Javante Williams, you legitimately have, I mean, I only named like a, a row of six guys and five of them uh, could be, I could be over the field on. So this is probably where the bulk of my running back spots are going to be accumulated. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. Uh, if if Alvin Kamara's out, you also have Mark Ingram, who is only $200 less than a Gibson or a Barkley, right? Uh, and only, what, $100 less than Williams. I think you could play him in the same lineup. I mean, I'll play I'll play any of the – whoever starts against the Jets, I'll play him, and Mark Ingram's pretty cheap. If Joe Mixon's neck acts up and he ends up be, uh, sitting, then you get Samaj P. Ryan at 4200 But, Ben, I, I got to tell you, man, Deontay Foreman could be interesting. Hear me out. You love this guy. (laughs) Well, he had 19 carries last game and they lost 36 to 13. Okay. He had 19 carries, 20 total touches. And Peterson's gone. Dontra Hilliard's going to be used in more of a pass catching capacity and the secondary back in the run game. They're what? Nine and a half point favorites. I don't know, man. I I just sneeze there. Yeah, that was good work. I, I have no problem. I think he's – I'm not as enamored with Foreman as you. I do think he's I only played him one week. I only played him one week. I just think there's volume there. That at least, If a guy's getting 20 touches, you at least have to talk about him, right, as a nine-and-a-half-point favorite against Jacksonville? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to argue about that for sure. And he's got – he's seriously got some speed. There's no doubt – he can do some things. The thing that I don't like is he he really is going to give you uh, maybe you're, you're getting there with touchdowns and a hundred yard bonus. It doesn't seem like there's much room for him to contribute in the receptions game. And we'll see what's up, uh, you know, with McNichols as well. If he comes back, I just worry that you just get like 15 total touches and 14 of them are carries. And it's not like he can't be fine, but you're, you're still within contact in terms of seven, eight, nine hundred dollars more to guys that are going to see 15 carries and then eight targets. And that's just a big hill to climb. I agree with that totally. Like the, the only reason I like it is like, let's say Melvin Gordon does play. So now yeah. you've got that and it gets a little muddy. And then you're looking at Foreman and say McNichols is still out. He still hasn't practiced. I don't know what's going on with McNichols, but if you just assume that he's still out, um, can you get 20 plus carries from Foreman on a team that has no Julio Jones that is, you know, dealing with, they're coming off a buy. And I know that he can, uh, Oh no, Ho- Jones is coming back. Uh, yeah. Jones is coming back, but still this passing game has been anemic for sure. And, and, and AJ Brown is on the IR. So could they just go super run heavy? I think they could, will they? I don't know. Jordan, what do you like below the, the Barclays and below the Javante Williams, if anything? Uh, Jamal Williams um, with no Swift still against Denver. Denver on this year, they've been up and down against running backs. But, like, you look at the teams that have run the ball against them, the Eagles, both running backs had 80 yards on 11 carries and 12 carries. Then you look at Cleveland, Darius Johnson, 22 carries, 146, and a touchdown. They have been bad against the offensive lines that can punch you in the mouth pretty much. And the Detroit Lions offensive line, since they've gotten Taylor Decker back, They've been really, really good against or running the football. I mean, against the Steelers, that's just what they committed to. Obviously, Jamal Williams isn't as talented as DeAndre Swift, but he had 18 touches last week against Minnesota, against Denver. I could see them controlling the ball on being the same. 
type of um, offense where the offense line is good enough to just continue running and giving him 20 carries. Anything else for either of you guys here for running back? It's a dead, it's a dead zone for yeah, me. It's pretty bad. <laughs> but again, you know, this is the beauty of the Tuesday show. You can get an idea, but I guarantee there will be a running back or two on Sunday morning when we are breaking this down no that we're talking about that we just don't know. Yeah. Jeff no Wilson, 4,400. Yeah. Or P Ryan. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, it's time to shout everybody out. Someone was asking earlier, how do I get the avatar for Osimo? I'll tell you. And I'll show you what people have been doing with that avatar. Go to awesome.com slash avatar. Tyler, I think you already put the link in there. Appreciate you for that. And download that avatar. Use it on Yahoo, DraftKings, FanDuel. It doesn't matter. If you finish top three in a field of 5,000 or more, we will give you a free month of Awesome Plus Platinum. All the tools we talked about earlier, every sport, you name it, $90 value. All you have to do is tweet your win at Awesome H-O-F, at Awesome Hall of Fame. Include us in it as well because we like seeing this stuff. Uh, And listen, it doesn't matter if it's a quarter that you're entering or a nickel. If it's field of 5,000 or more and you finish top three, you can't tie with more than three people because then we'd just be going out of business on showdown sites. You get a free month. Uh, And even if you're not qualified for a free month, but you still want to get the shout out, that Twitter love, you still want to get inducted into the Hall of Fame here with a big win, you can hit us up as well. I think we might have a couple of those today. So K. Scott says, appreciate the crew. Awesome. A crew new subscribe. Wanted to test everything out. Played light and still took down the 200-man tournament. That's what I'm saying, man. See? You still get, it's not, it's not a uh, free month, but he's already got the tools. So we're in business. Nathan Joyce. What's up, Nathan? Okay. Nathan deputy editor at awesome. Oh, didn't have a ton of time to register in real contest today. Decided to prioritize my health and work out. What a loser. Now I'm <laughs> sick. Money is money, I guess. However, proof that nothing good comes from working out 250 second place. Nice work. Here's a big one. Uh, what's the name there, Tyler? I, I, they they got to make this stuff bigger for me. Can anybody read that name? Our hike helped helks 24 red, red helt. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Red, yeah. red 24. Yeah. I need some help with this. Not your fault, Tyler, but <laughs> we got a $20,000. I can read that second place. Good effort. <laughs> Thanks. Awesome. underscore com. That's a Concise. lot of fire emojis. That's a, that? yeah. I can see enough to see all the fire emojis. <laughs> exactly. That's such all a sick lineup. I don't rep the awesome.com avatar. So no hall of fame for me. Uh, Want to thank Josh shit. My money lobby for all they have shared. Thanks as well to envelope. Oh, okay. Well, we don't care about that, but still first place, $5,000 low budget DFS. Not anymore guy. Congratulations. And then. Oh, I can't read these names, man. Killing me. Uh, $300 second place, second in the mini max last night. Thanks for help. You guys are the best. And then this one, Brandon Smith, I believe $500, uh, took down the showdown. Thanks to the tools at awesome. Maybe I won't give it all back tomorrow. Let's hope man. All right. And then two more day to remember decent night. Awesome. tools are the gold standard. If you're not using them, you're wrong, especially nights when you're playing light. And then what else do we have here? Okay. The, both of those are from Dave. Got it. Anyway, there was one. Oh no. Dude, did I just go? Sorry, I'm getting frustrated here. Keep going, because these are the big ones. Eddie Lai, who people used to think was Fast Eddie Fear, Ben. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, 1-800-Eddie. What's up? 1-800-Eddie. 1-800-Eddie, yeah. Who uh, builds a lot of our tools, just super sharp guy, but behind the scenes, $100 bank. And I love seeing second place. I don't know who this is, but $35,000 to second place, both with the Awesome Avatar. Big stuff here. And then 50K, shout out to the entire awesome crew. I use the tools every day in my pride. This is what I was looking for, man. Second of 40,000 on Yahoo. Boom. Million dollar baller. I was telling you about that. Zemanuel uh, took down $4,000. Uh, and then did we have Connors in? There we go. Our boy, Ben. Yeah. Our boy, CJ Beast. Awesome tools are the best in the business, hands down, from the shows to the projections. They all made this finally possible. Thanks for all the content each week. Miami bound punched his ticket single entry. He talked to me. He had two in the 555 milli and then one. He's like, oh, I got 20 extra. I'll throw it in through the additional 20 into this and bank that. So 
congrats, congrats man congrats yeah to all you. really cool to see all these obviously it's been a good run and it only you know the cool thing about some of these obviously all different types of people subscribe and there there's a lot that are you know like ship my money style and they're 150 but it's amazing the number of screenshots you see and it's two or three entries five entries it's not just 150 max people and that to me as a as a hand builder uh is always selfishly what i love to say it's exciting it is congrats to everybody you're inducted into the hall of fame sorry that was longer than i thought we had like a hundred slides and i can't read them so i don't know anymore but still i love seeing those wins wide receiver jordan what are we doing up top tyree kill against vegas uh i believe he crushed him last time out didn't he yeah, yeah. no i he did <laughs> yeah he had a big game Stefan Diggs. I don't know if Debo is going to be back. Keenan Allen's on the COVID-19 list, but he's vaxxed. CD Lamb against Washington. What do you think here up top? So Tyreek Hill, like I went back and watched a lot of that uh, that Raiders game uh, when they were playing Dallas on the Thursday night games because I wanted to see how the Chiefs dismantled them. They had one of the – there was a play where Denzel Perryman got matched up with Tyreek Hill, and he just ran uh, basically a cross, and nobody picked him up um Tyreek Hill for tournaments of course at 8500 I know it's a hefty price tag he can do it against the Raiders um Diggs with stacking Josh Allen I think that's a must I feel like Tampa Bay does not have anybody on that team that can guard him I feel like this is a spot where I'm probably going to be paying up at receiver more often than I'm paying up at running back what about you Ben yeah certainly you know you're gonna need that it's not as strong as like Rodgers, Devontae Adams, where it feels like you have to have them, but it's also hard to make a case that you're not going to want like Diggs with Allen or, or Godwin with Brady, some of these top end guys. So that's where it's going to be coming from. You could also do, you know, a strategy, even if you don't stack the game, like a, a mini stack, like Jacobs and Tyree kill uh, from that game and, and just have some exposure without either quarterback. Uh, I like them. We have to see what's up with Keenan Allen. Of course, if he sits, it's going to open up you know, Mike Williams is going to become very, very popular for good reason. And then you've got the, I think the tournament guys like who have been a little quiet. Jamar Chase has really slowed down, but it's still Jamar Chase. Did you, you got see the Seahawks. that hit ball? Did you say yeah. drop to turn into an interception? That was rough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's just, I don't know if it's a rookie wall or just regression and you've got McLaurin, you've got the Seattle receivers. Those are the guys I think, you know, for various reasons are a little riskier, but you know, that's how you, you roll the dice in some of these spots and get paid off. Yeah, McLaurin's the interesting one because he is like the most boomer bust receiver right now up top. And Gibson, you know, most people a lot for probably good reason aren't going to go to Gibson and McLaurin together. So it's like everyone wants to play Gibson. It creates a natural dead zone for McLaurin on that team. I think I'll still get to some some Godwin and to some Mike Evans, Jordan, just because I still don't think they're going to be that popular. I could be wrong. Still a high total game, but Godwin's price has come up. What about guys like Lockett, too, and Metcalf, who's just been really, really underwhelming lately? Yeah, I mean, Tyler Lockett's led the NFL in deep targets since uh, week nine. Um, last week he only had one, but the other ones he's had three to four chances pretty much each week. So I definitely have interest in him. DK has just been so frustrating. I don't know. His utilization in this offense just isn't great. It feels like it feels like he's just not um, connected with Russ and the offensive coordinator in this regard. So I'm not sure I'm going to be getting to him. Uh, T Higgins, though, that's that's the player in this range that I like a ton just because his targets have been there all year. He's just finally scoring touchdowns. And against the 49ers, who don't exactly have the best of corners, he can easily tear it up. It's just going to be interesting to see how popular he is compared to Chase. Oh, man. This is where some money can be won this week, though. Ben. Yeah. Right? And, and Jordan, I, I agree with everything you're saying, but like Marquise Brown against Cleveland, okay? That's one right there where – could this be a Marcus Brown game? It's it's possible. Uh, I, I think you have a bunch of different spots where, okay, like DJ Moore, do you want to pay for him against an Atlanta secondary that's been crushed? He was targeted, what, 10 times last game, had 100-plus yards, but only four of those receptions. Cam Newton does not look good. Hunter Renfro, if Waller doesn't play against Kansas City, 
Amari Cooper has been super quiet coming off of COVID as well. Brandon Ayuk, if, if Debo remains out, not a great game last week, but still the number one alongside George Kittle, Russell Gage. I'm just running down the list of players that are good, but they all have situations where it's like they're not going to be locked into a lot of ownership because there's sketchiness attached to all of them. And that's where, you know, all that really means to me is the majority of them are going to have middling to bad games, but for the ceilings on them, it's not impacted. It's just, you know, you're, you're taking a lot of risk and that's where tournaments can be won. Even guy like Jerry Judy, who's right below those guys. Again, Javante Williams is going to be massively popular, but it's not impossible that Jerry Judy, he had six for, you know, he had six targets in that last game, four for 77 didn't score he could be that type of guy that you're going to roll the dice, not going to be popular. So this is where, you know, for me, if I am taking some of these obvious, you know, mid-range running backs that are really popular, maybe I do splash here. And I think Renfro will be the safest and the most popular just because of kind of how he plays in the PPR upside. But some of these other guys, although the floors are really bad, the ceilings are legit tournament winning. That's exactly where I'm at exactly where i'm at they're because they're all good players yeah they're just not in the best situations and that's what prevents them from being really popular no doubt about it jordan that 5k range again maybe you just spray with some guys hell maybe julio jones ends up having a banger of a game with aj brown out i don't know but i feel like one of them whether like ben mentioned judy and even brandon like all of these guys are not cheap enough to where they're chalk. They're not expensive enough to where you can't play them. And they're not in good or bad enough positions where you can take a heavy stand on either direction. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I'll also add in there, Elijah Moore at 5,900. Yeah, that's another good one. Yeah. I know. I know he's a little price for a Jets wide receiver, but he's been electric and the saints run man to man at one of the higher rates in the NFL. And Elijah Moore has just killed some of these corners. I like him a lot. And he got five D targets from Ru- or Wilson last week. Didn't connect on all of them, but still, you know, <laughs> every week with him is a is a roller coaster. But Corlin Sutton at 5,300 against the Lions. I, I know the targets haven't been there. Last week he actually got six, which is the most he's had since week six. But it this that that offense is, I feel like the offense that will if it's going to go one of two ways, either the running backs are just going to dominate Detroit or Bridgewater and two of these pass catchers are going to kind of get there. And I feel like that they have such a high ceiling this weekend. I agree. I, however, disagree a little bit in that. Cortland Sutton should be 4,500 at this point. Like, yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm off base here. I get, I'm assuming the matchup is baked in here too, Ben, but. And Cortland Sutton, my God, man, you, you have Judy, you have fan, and, and everyone knows I love Cortland Sutton. Like, I still think that this guy is going to be good. I'm not out on Cortland Sutton as a player yet, but it scares me paying a, a, a five plus K price point for him right now, because I, what do I get? Three targets, maybe six, and two of them are catchable. I still think the upside's there, but it worries me for sure. Yeah, I mean, since week eight as high as six points in terms of DraftKings points. What a that's shame. Not what good. a wasted season. Um, but, you know, again, it's few and far between. You can spin it two ways. You can say the guy hasn't scored more than six DraftKings points since week eight. You could also say he's got three weeks this year of 23 or more DraftKings points. So, yeah, when it doesn't go well, you're crushed. The guy also multiple weeks this year has been a guy that legit has milli winning upside and, you know, few and far between, but it is in there. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I agree with all of that is what I was saying. What I disagree with is that he's basically the same price as he was four weeks ago and he's done nothing. That's, I mean, there's nothing to push back. That's just true. Do you guys like anything below 5k? Personally, I think it gets really ugly down here. Really ugly. Like um, me call Hardman maybe, but that you want to talk about just a dart throw, trying to stack Kansas city without being able to get Tyree kill and Kelsey. It's like, okay, Miko Hardman's your natural pivot, but you have zero confidence in him and he needs to score. If he doesn't score Hardman is a bust. I, I would say that like, I have an interest in DPJ against the Ravens who have given like up a that. ton of 40 yard touchdowns 
that's about it for me. That's a good one, though. Ravens, Even I believe, Landry. have allowed more 40-plus yard uh, receptions than any other team and 20-plus yards, and Beckham's gone. It's just, can Baker get him the football at this yeah. point? I mean, they're coming off a bye week, which is the only good yeah. thing. But, yeah, no, the the down down here, it's going to open up as the week goes on, but it's really ugly as of right now. I like that. I almost added him to the run sheet today as well, so I, I can get with you on that. Ben, you got anything? No, I'll just throw my support. Just uh, again, I, I kind of chimed in there. Landry as well. I know he's not super cheap, but same concept that, you know, I, I saw John Harbaugh and they asked him, why did you go for two? And he said, we are out of cornerbacks. So we really had no choice. We didn't want to take it to overtime. And Marlon Humphrey is out for the year. The Ravens are hurting. Um, there's no doubt about it. So it, I know it's Cleveland and they've got serious issues, but clearly these guys good should point. have opportunities against what is a secondary that's really hurting right now. Yeah. Good points all around for sure. I, I still don't know if I agree with that decision, given the position that they're like, if it was against someone not named Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, but yeah, on the I road, I don't hate it. I would have personally true. kicked the extra point, but on the road. And if you have no cornerbacks basically left, yeah. I get it. That's true. That's true. I guess on the other hand, though, like when you have a kicker such as Justin Tucker, just get him within 60 or, or more. Yeah. But that's assuming that you don't give up a touchdown on the opening drive. I think with how low scoring that game was, even losing your corners, you could probably hold them to a field goal or a punt. But that's neither here nor there. If we close it out with tight ends, fellas, it doesn't get any prettier. Now, we also have free content on the site today. I meant to mention NBA player rankings and NHL player rankings, both entirely free if you want to get in on that and check those out. And Adam's deeper dive, deep dive article, best you're going to find for free or paid, really, but it's free, is out there as well. And uh, if you've already signed up at Yahoo or maybe you're not in the Hall of Fame and you didn't get the free month, if you want to get 25% off your first week of Awesome o Plus Platinum, again, all of the tools on the site for every single sport, uh, and all of the big sites out there, DraftKings, FanDuel, Yahoo, use the promo code NFL First Look, all caps, all one word, gets you 25% off your first week. All right, Ben, I loved that play from Kittle down the sidelines. It just shows how damn good this guy is, that touchdown. Did you see that? He's amazing. Yeah. He is incredible. And that was the week, by the way. Like we, Not that we missed it because – uh, we did talk about Kittle, but like him being that price was comical. Yep. And every week, you know, when people are giving up on him, I've always, all of us have been like, just stick with him. This guy's still remarkable. And of course I was underweight on Kittle this week. So yeah. What are you going to do? But I, I'll go back to him this week. I know his price is up, but I think Debo sits one more week. If he, if he does uh, give me some more George Kittle. And if Eli Mitchell's out with that concussion, Give me more George Kittle again. What do you think at, to, uh, at the top with Kelsey Kittle, Waller, if he plays, and Gronk crossing the 6K threshold, Jordan? He's been a beast. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on Kittle. That was definitely the week. I didn't play too much of Kittle. I missed out on that week. I played more uh, Logan Thomas for cheap, which is pretty rough. But It looked look great early on. I had a lot of him, too. He caught that sick touchdown in the, in the back of the end zone. I'm like, okay, here we go. And then he got hurt. Yeah, no, I mean, the Raiders have been awful against tight ends, which is obviously makes Kelsey, if Kelsey gets low ownership because of people going to Kittle, I'll definitely be going to Kelsey. Gronk, again, I'm not sure I go here because I think the middle of that defense for the Bills with Micah Hyde, Tremaine Edward, or Edmonds are, is probably the best portion. I think or Brady's going to attack them on the outside. is going to be Evans and Godwin. I mean, Mark Andrews at 5,900 against the Browns. I, I feel like he had that sick catch. He's had back-to-back -back weeks of just amazing catches. He's still going to get a ton of targets. At 5,900, I like him as in this uh, upper tier, I guess. I like Andrews a lot. I like him over Gronk. Um, I like him over Waller, if Waller even plays. Uh, I don't want to play Kyle Pitts. And if you guys have arguments, I'm happy to listen to that. But they're not yeah. using him right, and he's just not been good. Dalton Schultz against Washington, I think, is fine, Ben. I don't hate going back to Knox, even though he had that bad drop in the end zone. There's just not much value at tight end like many other positions. You probably are going 5K plus. I mean, ideally, certainly, 
you know, there's some weeks where it's like, yeah, there's some decent guys, but I don't see, I mean, there are, there are tight ends on this slate as Kittle showed last week that can score 30 or 40. And that of course has to be recognized. It's not just, well, they're, they're the best we have. So I, I get it. You've got from 74 all the way down. I do think you can, I mean, you can always find someone in the mids, but it, it's not like last week where, I mean, the, the Foster Moreau situation was unbelievable. We talked about that at length. You know, he was such an obvious pay down spot and so many people went there. I don't see that happening this week, but depending on where I am salary wise, I may have to make some tough decisions at tight end. I do have one that if you're in, in dire straits. Ingram? <laughs> nah. But, no, nah, I don't think I can. No, nah, I can't. What? I can't do it. You know that. I'll, I'll leave that to you every time. If Ricky Seals-Jones plays, he's going to play probably 100% of snap. Before Logan Thomas came back and before Ricky Seals-Jones got hurt, he was playing 100% of snaps. Against Dallas, I don't have an issue with that. I wish he was a little bit cheaper because I have more incentive just to be like, okay, how can I get to Knox or how can I get to Andrews or Schultz? But I think he's fine. Uh, And then, I don't know, Jeff Swain. But, like, that is super, super desperate, and I really don't want to do that. So the one guy for me would be Ricky Seals-Jones. If you had to punt one, who would it be, Jordan and Ben? Uh, For me, if DPJ doesn't play, I don't mind – punting David Njoku for 3,400 against Baltimore. He has had some of the deep targets for Cleveland, and he was open on one of the beginning plays the last time they played. Baker just wasn't able to get it to him. Ben? Probably Ingram. Um, I mean, he's in that same range. I do worry a little bit that against that pass rush, maybe like they don't have him, you know, they employ a different strategy to suppress it, but He's coming off. I mean, he's he's had five or more targets in three straight games. So it's not a volume issue. It's just a uh, society issue, I guess. I don't know what it is. He just seems to never get there. Um, but like I looked at Gerald Everett, that the targets have been really healthy. But last week, really, I mean, the old four catches for seven yards. I'm not sure exactly how that happened, but he it, dropped it, the touchdown. He, did you see the drop touchdown that he had? I did no, Everett? not. Yeah, Everett, it hit I him in the hands. It. He fell down, kicked the ball up in the air, and it turned into an interception for the Niners. Ah. Oh, I did see that. Okay, I didn't know that was yeah. him. I know the exact play. Yeah. <laughs> How long Howard. was the touch? How long was the target? I feel like 15 yards or yeah. something like that. They it were in the like... red zone. Yeah. So he'd had like five for 20 and a touchdown, which in all seriousness, at his price last week, probably would have gotten you there. But, but how do you have four for seven? That's crazy. I saw the same thing and was shocked by it. He also lost two fumbles. This guy. um, Oh, he did lose two fumbles. (laughs) Like, what is is this guy doing? doing. (laughs) Wait, he lost two fumbles and he was responsible for an interception? Did they call that a fumble? or They have to have called that a fumble. That's like the the Carson Wentz. I'll look it up. I'll look it up real now. The crazy thing, too, is he had a long reception of five. Which means he had to have lost big yardage on one of them, or small. You lost small yardage on multiple receptions. I don't know. Jake Fromm is starting for the Giants. Stop! Really? No, don't do that. <laughs> is that confirmed? <laughs> I mean, I don't know about confirmed, but it, it, Chad just mentioned, no. it, and it did say he's expected. I, I'm clicking his thing. Expected to start. Yeah, that's that's a. It was an interception for the Gerald Everett target. So it was an okay. interception and two lost fumbles. Yeah. So every time know. he touches it, they yeah. turn the ball over. That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, fellas, let's close this one out. And uh, happy to know that you guys stick with us every week through this show. Every Tuesday, hit that thumbs up. If you haven't done so yet, help us combat the YouTube overlords. They've been fucking with us lately, fellas jacking up our streams. I know it's intentional. I know it's personal. They see this behemoth of a channel with millions of subscribers and, and views. And they say, we're going to, we're going to, uh, the death knell is coming, but in all seriousness, uh, it helps us and subscribe to the channel. Appreciate it. Defense under three K. I think I went last, last time I'm going first this time I'll go. Jordan went first last time. So yeah. we'll go me, Ben, Jordan, give me, I'm going to go, I'm going to go a little, little sideways here. Give me Cleveland, man. 
I think if Cleveland ends up being super on a, a low on, which is very possible, 2,700 at home, some rough weather there. We've seen Lamar make some dreadful mistakes recently. And I believe wasn't the four interception game against Cleveland. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah it, it was. was. As a matter of fact, give me Cleveland 2,700. What do you got Ben? I'll go Carolina. Uh, two or more sacks in six straight games. Matt Ryan coming in. They can get pressure. Pressure leads to turnovers. 2,800 more than reasonable. Jordan, wrap it up. Put a bow on it for us, baby. I'll go with the football team against Dallas for 25. I know Dallas is obviously great offense, but Washington has been one of the better defenses in football lately. feel like they can get that going with Antonio Gibson and continue winning football games. I love it. Matt says, I subscribe and unsubscribe every day to combat the algorithm. I I don't know if that helps. Yeah, it might hurt us, but we appreciate the effort. <laughs> but the 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 decisive nature that you I mean, you're dedicated. It's impressive. And for that, we appreciate you. All you guys, thanks for hanging out as always. Follow Jordan at Jordan Vanek DFS, Ben at Jazzraz DFS, double Z, single Z, myself at Lafay underscore D. For those of you podcasters out there, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. And shout out to Tyler Zander for producing the show. We will catch you back here for the next one. And tomorrow on the first look at ownership and top stacks right here on the awesome YouTube's channel. Peace.